Hey everybody, what is up? Joe McCall, REI in your car. So I am uh, still in San Diego, if you've been listening to my other podcasts, and uh, just had an amazing breakfast with my good friend, Todd Toback. Todd, man, if any of you have the privilege of knowing Todd, uh, we are blessed to have Todd in the world. Such a nice guy, passionate, great leader super awesome visionary, just a nice guy. <laughs> uh, it's so much fun. I, it's, I'm here in, in um, San Diego for this Mastermind Collective Genius, and uh, I had breakfast with Todd, and the meeting started, the Mastermind meeting started like two hours ago, but uh, I just could not afford to, you know, shorten my time with Todd, and so meeting, our breakfast went long, and uh, just a really cool guy. We bounce ideas off of each other, and he gives me these deep, profound thoughts and wisdom. And you know, I I, I encourage him; he encourages me. So it's, so it's so cool. I remember, though, I've told this story a lot, but you know, I was working my full time job as a electrical. I worked for an electrical contractor building big power plants, and uh, I was studying education, real estate stuff, and Todd had this course called Lease Purchase Wealth, and um, which we've updated and kind of are, are selling it now, kind of as one of the th- products that we have. Uh, but anyway, Todd doesn't really teach lease options anymore, but he's still doing a ton of deals, big deals, here in San Diego. And uh, But anyway... I remember talking to him. I bought his course. I went through it. It was really good because I was studying. I was doing wholesaling, but I wanted the money wasn't consistent enough to quit my job, and so I was starting to study lease options, and specifically flipping lease options. Todd had a chapter in his book, his course called Teamwork Assignments, and I was starting to do it a little bit, but I was starting to realize that I could actually make a full time income just doing lease option assignments, wholesaling lease options. So I remember talking to him as one of the bonuses of the course, and he would never do this again, but um, one of the bonuses of his course was you get a free coaching call with him. And so I had my time scheduled, and I was nervous. I was like, oh, my gosh, I get to talk to Todd. Ah, I get to talk to Todd. And so uh, it's funny looking back at it now, now that I know Todd so well, you know. <laughs> like, I don't know why on earth I was so excited about talking to him. But anyway... The, I was talking to him and I had my list of questions and I was going through them, you know, bam, bam, bam. And he was answering them and I said, all right, now I have one serious, like, I want you to, I, I think I remember telling him specifically, like, I want you to be completely honest with me. Like, and I said, can I really make a full-time income doing lease options? And specifically, I think it, I asked him, was like teamwork assignments. And uh, I remember so clearly he was silent for like a long time. And I don't know what he was thinking, but he might have been thinking, like, is this a serious question? Like, serious? (laughs) I wanted to hear from somebody, from him, like, I could make a full-time income and quit my job 
and do these deals and make money from them, like enough to support my family. I think at the time I wanted to just make like five or 10 grand a month. I said, can you really make a full-time income doing lease options? And uh, he was silent and said, yeah, of course. Yes, you can. And that's what I needed, man. I was just so excited. Like, yes, I could do it, right? All I needed was somebody to tell me that I could do it. And like, I, I trusted him. I trusted him. I believed him. And <laughs> if I knew, if I knew, no, I was, I was going to say a stupid joke. Like if I knew, if I know Todd now, like then, like I do now, I wouldn't, no, that's a stupid joke. But anyway, I, I believed him. And it was like one of those divine appointments in my life. And so a couple years go by, you know, and I'm quitting my job and I, Todd and I become friends and I start, we start talking regularly on the phone and I start telling him what I'm doing and then he starts doing it. Like I start teaching him some little tricks and things and he starts doing it and uh, his business just exploded. He was, he was doing really well back then. Uh, but anyway, he started getting into more uh, bigger deals regular traditional wholesaling and uh, San Diego the market just exploded so Todd has been doing really really well good friend now and so I wanted to do this podcast not to talk about Todd and my friendship with him but to give you a really really helpful tip like a really good question and I want to kind of preface this question a little bit like you know when you're talking to sellers or when you're talking to potential clients for whatever it is that you're selling or if you're a consultant or a coach or if you're talking to a seller, you're talking to a buyer, talking to a potential private investor, you need to remove yourself from the outcome. And I know this sounds kind of weird and I'm, I'm going to try to do my best to explain it, but like you need to have an almost like an I don't care attitude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't care about the outcome. If this is for you, it's fine. If not, no big deal. When there's something that happens when you are chasing a seller or when you're chasing a coaching client or a potential investor, like when you're in pitch mode and you're selling something, right? Uh, it's just a big, huge turnoff. It's like, uh, it, but when you have the attitude of, yeah, I, you know, this is probably not for you or like, I don't care what you say. When you're removed from the outcome, there is tremendous negotiating power in that. And so we were kind of talking about this, and I learned a lot from Todd about positioning. And that's what, we're ta- that's what I'm talking about. It's like positioning yourself as, yeah, you know, it's an honor and a privilege to talk to me right now. Right? Like if it's a seller. I, I've got 100 other sellers to call that I can make offers on. And so this may or may not work for you. It's totally fine. But here's the question, okay? Here is the million dollar question and let me again say something else about it before I tell you what it is I want to build the anticipation because this is such a stinking good question when we're in business to make money today really like I understand follow up is important right it's important to build rapport and and uh, you know not just hit sellers over the head with offers and like if they're not interested to, to leave and move on, you need to build some rapport, right? But that can be done in a quickly in a quick amount of time. It, it doesn't have to take hours 
to build rapport with somebody. There, it is true people buy from people they know, like, and trust. But there's some truth in that. But also, at the same time, people buy from people that have a solution to their problems. So you don't have to spend an hour with a seller in their house or on the phone building rapport, pretending you're interested in whatever they're interested in. Like if you see a picture of uh, something on the wall, you don't have to pretend like you're interested in that. But people buy from people who have a solution to their problem. And you either have a solution to their problem or not. And, and you need to figure out, number one, as quickly as possible, what their problem is. And you need to be super crystal clear on what your solution is. And if you understand those two things, it's easy then. So you, you detach yourself from the solution, the result. And he's like, this is what I have. Do you need it or not? If you don't, it's totally cool to say no. So we're in business to make money today, right? So I'm not saying rapport isn't important, but you don't need to spend an hour on the phone uh, with a seller or at the kitchen table building the rapport. It, you have the solution to the problem or not. And once you find out that they do have a problem and you do have a solution to it, that's when it's okay, possibly, to spend the time to build the rapport. Uh, but you got to find out you're, you, you have a, a real solution to their real problem. So you've got to know what their real problem is. And you've got to know that they want help with it today. If they don't want help with it today, that's fine. So that, that's where you follow up with them, right? So we're in business to make money today. We're not chasing sellers. We're not chasing clients. We need to change, turn the tables and make them chase us. It's positioning. There's a really good book called um, Reframe, I think it is. So you should look at that. Anyway, so here's the question. And I love this. So when Todd brought it up today, I just, I get excited when I think about this. <laughs> because I know how much time I've wasted on the, on the phone with people who weren't motivated, weren't interested. And this is a question. What needs to happen for us to do business today? Hmm. Isn't that good? Why is that so important? Because the harder you chase sellers, the faster they'll run. If you sound desperate, if you sound like, if you become the motivated buyer, man, you'll, you'll, you'll lose every time. So sometimes it helps to ask a seller a question like, what needs to happen for us to do business today? They may not want to do business today, which is totally fine, but you need to figure that out, right? Uh, I have a student, his name is Chuck, super cool guy, and um, uh, I'm not sure what he's doing. I haven't talked to him in a long time. Hopefully he's listening to this. Hope you're doing well, Chuck. You know who you are. But uh, there was a time he was. we were talking, and he was really struggling with um, getting sellers to say yes to a lease option. And he was spending a lot of time on the phone with them, pitching it, selling it, you know, talking about the benefits, and, and, and he was losing a lot of, wasting a lot of time and not getting any success because he was always in pitch mode, selling, selling mode. He was too vested in the results. And, uh, he became, he came across as desperate as, as selling. So he changed his attitude in his mind as I was teaching this. And he said, he started telling himself when he would talk to a seller that psychologically and mentally he was like I'm in a hurry I'm in a meeting I only have a few minutes to talk I'm just going to get some basic information and uh, instead of pushing he was going to pull if you understand the difference there 
And so he started doing that and the results were tremendous. He had a huge difference in the tone of the conversation. He was more, he took control back. He was the one asking the questions. He wasn't trying to sell anything. So, you know, they say whoever asks the questions controls the conversation and so controls the negotiating. You need to be the one asking the questions. You need to be the one asking the seller questions about the house. Is this even, can I ask you some questions to see if this would even work for me or not? They need to sell you on their house, right? So he changed, Chuck changed his attitude and started being the one asking the questions and started seeing tremendous success. And and it was a huge difference. Um, And he wasn't spending 30 minutes to an hour on the phone with sellers. It was shorter conversations. It was three to five minutes to find out if they really had a problem, find out what the problem is, and see if he could help them or not. So what needs to happen for us to do business today? Right? Oh, such a good question. And I don't ask that enough. Man, I tell you, I've talked to people on the phone sometimes for an hour that are interested in coaching. And, you know, they may enjoy the conversation because I give them a lot. I'm just like overwhelming them with all this good stuff, right? And they're like, oh, wow, that's a lot of stuff. I need to think about it. I need to uh, digest it, right? Uh, Why don't I just start, why don't I go ahead and just implement what I you just told me I need to do. And if I still need help, then I'll call you for coaching. I'll call you back. Oh man. You see how I, who wins in that conversation? Well, you may think, Joe, you both win. Like you get to help somebody. No, I just wasted an hour of my time when I could be doing something else, spending time with my family, working on my business, making money, right? Giving an hour's worth of free advice to somebody now who has zero interest in paying me for that advice because I just gave them everything already. When if I would have started the conversation with at the beginning, tell me what's your situation, what's your problem? What do you need help with? What needs to happen for us to do business today? And if they don't wanna do business today, then I don't need to spend a whole lot of time with them on the phone. You either need, you either wanna do business today or not. You're either gonna poop or get off the pot, right? That's the clean version of it. So sometimes, you know, just as a negotiating tip, you need to force people that you're talking to to make a decision, yes or no. It's okay to say no. It's totally cool. I'd rather you say no than I need to think about it. All right, does that make sense, guys? Start using that question in your negotiating with sellers, with investors and buyers, private investors, lenders, you know, potential coaching students, clients, whoever it is, whatever it is that you're selling or service you're providing or whatever, people do buy from people they know, like, and trust. Yes, there is some truth to that, but they primarily buy from people that have a solution to their problem. You need to know what their problem is, and you need to be very crystal clear in communicating what your solution is, and you need to be able to do it in a short, concise time frame. Okay? And you do that by asking questions. You ask questions. You listen. That's what it's all about. You want to make a lot of money in, in this business. You got to learn sales. You need to learn how to ask questions. You need to learn how to drive and know where you're going so you don't miss your exit. And uh, yeah, you'll do fine. That's the secret, guys. That's the secret. Go do it. All right? That's the million-dollar question. What needs to happen for us to do business today? All right, 
Take care, comb your hair, and I'm out of here.